Welcome to A Star Witness. Hello everyone, this is Kayla bringing another episode and today it's going to be a little different but it's going to be interesting nonetheless. Before we start, let's say a word of prayer. That way the Lord will be with us during this podcast. So with that, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for everything that you have done for us and are doing for us. Lord, our life wouldn't be what it is today if it wasn't for you. And there have been many moments in our lives where you have guarded us from the evil one. And Lord, I ask that you continue to put a hedge of protection around us that we may not be deceived by Satan's lies. Lord, we know that there are many people who are in darkness. Help us to be a light unto them so that they may see that you are the bright and morning star. Lord, we thank you so much for giving us the truth so that we can then impart it to others. Help us to give up everything for you so that we may be in heaven. Lord, help us to continually learn more and more each and every day and throughout all eternity. Lord, help us to be ready for your soon coming so that we can be in eternity with you. We ask all these things in your precious, holy, wonderful son's name. Amen. All right, so as you may know, a holiday is coming up this week, very soon, Halloween. And the question many people have is, should Christians keep Halloween? Well, I want to get into a bit of the history of Halloween and where did it come from to begin with. And through the course of this history lesson, I hope that it answers our questions about what we should do on Halloween. And I'll get into that as well. I think this is very important. So during the Dark Ages, a number of pagan customs were adopted by the dominant Christian church in Europe. And one of these devil nights, which was later named Halloween, and this was a very special night as the night when the devils came out and walked about the streets when the dead would rise from their grave as spirits and walk. That was Halloween Eve. And this is when the satanic festival on October 31st of each year was held. And then the next day was called All Saints Day or All Hallows Day or All Souls Day. So Halloween was the name given to Hallows Evening or the evening before Hallows Day. And like the night before it, All Hallows Day was dedicated to honoring the dead. And the Druids were an order of priests in Gaul, which is in ancient France and in Britain. They were devil worshippers who told the people that they must hold this annual celebration to their two leading gods, the Celtic sun god and the lord of the dead. And on this night, the god who brings death, which is Satan, was worshipped in a variety of peculiar ways. This October 31st festival was named Samhain, or Summer's End. And the next day, the sun god was worshipped. On the night of October 31st, they believed that the dead came out of their graves, which I talked about a little bit before, and they walked around. And so they offered up their sacrifices and had special feasts to honor them. They would leave food at their graves and gifts. And the priests of the Druids taught them that if they did not do this, when they themselves died, they would be reincarnated as animals instead of people. But pretended communication with the dead is the basis of spiritualism, also called spiritism, which is one of the most dangerous practices in society, for it invites the control of demons. And we should have nothing to do with anything connected with spiritism. And that includes participating in Halloween. So you shouldn't even let them come to the door and give them carrots or anything like that. Don't answer the door. Don't put your light on. Don't do any of that. But more on that later. The Judaic priests became nominally converted to Christianity when, in the early centuries, it entered their land. And this 
happened in AD 433 through 475. And the Judaic practices, including the October 31 festival to devils, came into the church in AD 558 at around that time. And to pacify the followers of Druid in the 8th century, Pope Gregory III declared November 1st to be a special feast day honoring the dead. In the 9th century, Pope Gregory IV said that it must be kept by all Christians. Church discipline would be enforced on those who refused. And it is of interest that November 1st was the first day of the Judaic New Year. This made the evening before very special, as might be expected, because of the night October 31st had for centuries been dedicated to devils. The new church ruling only intensified the celebrations that took place on that night, and the devil made sure of that. And soon Halloween, originally a pagan festival, became the outstanding Christian event held every autumn. And celebrations of all kinds took place. In Ireland, carvings on pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns were made. And the legend was that a man named Jack had played practical jokes on the devil and bothered him, so the devil kept him out of heaven. Jack therefore had to live forever on earth caring about a lit lantern warning people not to offend the devil. The lesson for little children, don't offend the devil. Yet such teachings did not help either the people nor the morals of society. And throughout Europe on this one night of the year, it soon seemed as if all the devils came out. And indeed, that was the hidden meaning of Halloween. And the wild excitement that people had on that night seemed to fill the air. And the Druids believed that on Halloween, ghosts and spirits and fairies, witches and elves emerged from the woods and flew in from the skies to harm people. And those evil creatures must be placated with offerings of food, which we mentioned before. On that night, the Celts went with their children to one another's house to gather food for the devil's gods. Animals were feared on that night also. Dogs, owls, snakes, and pigs were particularly worshipped on that night. But among them, the cat was regarded with special veneration. The druid priests taught that cats, and especially black cats, were sacred. And this is why today we think of cats as well as skeletons and pumpkins and skulls and children with sheets over their heads imitating ghosts when we think of Halloween because of these druid practices. Not that cats or black cats are bad, but they made a beautiful creature that God made into something evil. Druids were supposed to be able to cast spells and bring demon spirits into cats and similar animals. And by believing these lies, the people feared the priests and were in bondage to do whatever they requested. The Celtic priests also taught that witches ride on brooms through the skies on the night and fling down curses on those who do not honor the dead by taking part in the ritual ceremonies of that night. As might be expected, Satan had introduced a similar October festival on the mainland of Europe among the Finns and Goths. However, it was the Judaic festival in Britain and the date of that festival which was adapted by the Vatican as the official harvest festival in honor of the dead. After being adopted by nominal Christianity in the Dark Ages, the festival of Halloween spread throughout Europe and to most countries which they later colonized. Yet few today are aware that this holiday originated in paganism and not Christianity and that it is the most dangerous holiday in the year. And for long ages, Halloween has been a night especially dedicated to satanic agencies. Every October 31st, we see the clearest evidence of that fact. The Druid priests in North Wales taught that the devils came out of the fire on this night. Some bonfires were lit to bring them out in droves. This is why outdoor night fires are today considered a part of the Halloween experience.
experience. And in North Wales, each family was told to build a bonfire and then throw stones into it to bring out the devils and placate the dead. Prayers were offered. And in Scottish Highlands, fortune-telling was done by clairvoyance during the bonfire celebrations. I mean, the problem had become so serious in our time that a couple years ago in Detroit, the mayor, Coleman Young, reported that 281 fires occurred on that night and up to 20% from the 223 fires set on the previous Halloween. Another ancient Halloween practice was protagonation. Events of the forthcoming year, which began the next day, were predicted, and the spirits were thought to give this information to the priests on that special evening. By accepting these speculations as truth, the people came to fear the power of the priests even more, and it is well known among spiritist mediums that those people who follow horoscopes and go to fortune tellers are easier to control. And if you want devils to harass your life, then go to these fortune tellers and these people in witchcraft because that is going on Satan's territory. Our only safety is in fleeing to Christ and pleading for his protection by having that prayer life and by not going around these celebrations or have anything to do with this day. Even today, it is at the time of this October festival that the physicists and spiritists write down and publish their predictions of the following year's events. And, of course, people are more into their horoscopes and astrology and fortune telling ever before. And after the papal edicts were given, adopting and sanctifying the October 31 festival into the church, the people were taught that the next day special masses must be said for the dead. And children were sent out to homes on the evening before. The people were told to either give money or some other offering that night or fast the next day so that departed souls might be released sooner from the suffering of purgatory. Because it was simpler to do, most gave Halloween offerings. In this way, the Judaic practice of begging food from home to home continued. The Church of the Dark Ages was expert at absorbing pagan customs and then calling them Christian. There are those today who have tried to Christianize Halloween Eve even more. They dress their children in biblical costumes and celebrate Halloween as a harvest festival. But the origin of the night's celebration remains the same. We should not adapt to the world in observing special sacred days originated by Satan. And separation is needed, not compromise. And vandalism on a major scale now plagues cities on this night. Not long ago, one U.S. city experienced three days of riot, arson, and mass destruction. And for three days, children and men seemed possessed, and the city seemed out of control. I mean, should we celebrate this pagan night, which every witch and clairvoyant and wizard and spirit medium will tell you is an outstanding occultic night of the year? It is one of their biggest celebrated nights. Far better to keep our children at home on this night and pray to God and read our Bible. Dedicating another year to the true God and shunning these amusements and follies and worshiping of the devil. And if we do this, it is inviting demons into our home. These things are not good to do whatsoever. The only way that we are safe is if we have nothing to do with it. And I don't care if you are saying, oh, I'm passing out gospel tracts on this day and giving them healthy snacks. It doesn't matter. You can pass out tracts on any other day of the year. Halloween is not for us. And as I have stated before, it is number one in the occult world. These things are not good for your children to do. And I mean, think about the fact of the matter that we tell children all the time, don't take candy from strangers and don't talk to strangers. But the exception to that rule is on Halloween. You can go up and talk to strangers 
strangers, go to their door, get the candy, and then you come home and you can eat all this candy, which is not good for you anyway because it's full of all this sugar and other bad things as well. This is sending a mixed message to children and wearing these costumes that have nothing to do with the truth whatsoever. And honoring the dead is something that we should never, never do. The devil influenced these people to make it so popular. In fact, in America, when America was first starting out, they weren't even allowed to celebrate Halloween because it was an occult holiday and it is part of the fall equinox. So it's this huge celebration and the devil is very cunning. He knows how much it hurts to lose a loved one. So he knew that this holiday would strike a chord with thousands of people for honoring their dead. The dead know not anything, we're told. They don't understand that you're giving them honor. They could care less because they don't know anything anymore. We need to honor the living. We need to spend time with our loved ones now that they are alive. Now is the time to spend that time with these people, not when they're dead. And you can read for yourself in The Great Controversy. And also, you can listen to the previous podcast that I had about dead men tell no tales about how the dead are in the grave and not in heaven. People do these strange things on dead and vandalism and tricking people and doing all of these pranks. Let me get into these pranks now. First of all, if you are a Christian, you should have nothing to do with pranks because it is deception. (laughs) It is lying, which is against the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not lie or bear false witness, as the King James Version says. When we deceive people and, and do these horrible acts, even in the name of fun, it's not fun for everybody. And even if people understand that it's a supposed joke, it doesn't make it any more nice. We're counseled in the Bible that we need to treat each other with loving kindness. And this is not how angels in heaven would treat each other by doing pranks on each other, whatever that prank might be, even if you think it's innocent. There's nothing innocent about being deceived. It's a form of lying. There's nothing funny about it. And then the pranks get out of hand. I've seen so many people where they're like lying to their partners about, oh, I'm cheating on you, or I'm actually breaking up with you, or I'm pregnant, or we're getting married, and then the lies continue. I'm just giving you some examples that I've seen, and then it's like, oh, I'm just kidding, haha, or something other, like funny, like you get food on you, or water on you, or TPing people's houses. None of that is nice. None of that is good. A Christian does not tell a lie, no matter how small it is. We don't tell these stories that deceive people. What will people think of our characters if we're caught in a lie? Nothing. They won't believe us. I mean, have you ever heard of the story of the boy who cried wolf? He cried wolf, and the villagers came, and there was no wolf there. He thought it was just funny to tell them that the wolf was coming because he was bored. Well, he kept on doing this, and each time the villagers would come and realize that he was just joking around with them. And then one day, the wolf actually did come, and when he blew the horn that the wolf was here, the villagers thought he was joking, so they didn't come, and their sheep were lost, and it's a sad story, but the moral of the story is that we shouldn't be telling lies because when it actually happens, no one will believe us because they'll think it's a prank. You can go on and on and you get the idea, but if you are proclaiming yourself to be a Christian, then you will not participate in these childish games. The spirit of prophecy is very clear about how we should not be joking around and we should not be participating in any celebration to the dead. This is how Saul got in trouble and when he visited the witch of Endor, which he previously got all of the witches and wizards out and the 
those people who practice the occult. When he went to go visit her, that sealed his fate where he could no longer come back from that because he knew better. When you mess with the occult, it is a serious thing. And I'm not saying that people who are in the occult cannot come out. You can come out. It'll take a lot of work and effort, but God is stronger than the devil. So if you are just learning about these things for the first time and you thought it was innocent to be celebrating Halloween as a harvest festival and dressing your children up in biblical characters, then you need to seek repentance because we have very serious counsel that we need to keep away from this holiday. Do not even pass out tracks on this day. Don't let these children come to your door because they're thinking that you're okay with this holiday. This is not a good thing to have. You just follow the advice of closing your blinds, praying, and rededicating your life to Christ. I want to read some quotes now. Satan has long been preparing for his final effort to deceive the world. The foundation of his work was laid by the assurance given to Eve in Eden. Ye shall not surely die. In the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. Genesis 3, 4, and 5. Little by little he has prepared the way for his masterpiece of deception. In the developments of spiritualism, he has not yet reached the full accomplishment of his designs, but it will be reached in the last remnant of time. Says the prophet, I saw three unclean spirits like frogs. They are the spirits of devils, working miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Revelation 16, 13, and 14. Except those who are kept by the power of God through faith in his word, the whole world will be swept into the ranks of this delusion. The people are fast being lulled to a fatal security, to be awakened only by the outpouring of the wrath of God. Saith the Lord God, judgment also will I lay to the line, and righteousness to the plummet, and the hail shall sweep away the refuge of lies, and waters shall overflow the hiding place, and your covenant with death will be disannulled, and your agreement with hell shall not stand. When the overflowing scourge shall pass through, then ye shall be trodden down by it. Isaiah 28, 17, and 18. And that's from the Great Controversy 5, 33 through 562. You can read the rest of those pages on your own. But that was just a couple paragraphs from it. Satan is working on his last great deception where he will take on Jesus's form and to deceive the nations. We do not need to be dressing up as something that we are not. We need to be true to who we are. We need to be Christians. We need to shine the light of this truth to everyone because these holidays are dangerous and their roots are very dangerous. They have dressed up this package to appeal to everybody. Oh, it's fun. It's innocent. We're not doing anything wrong. We don't believe that. We're not into paganism. It doesn't matter what you believe. And if you know the truth of the state of the dead and you're like, oh, it's okay. I know the truth. I'm not going to be pulled into that. You already are when you are celebrating this holiday. You are not safe if you go out and participate in costume parties and going door to door and letting your children go door to door and eating all this unhealthy food and dressing up in whatever character you feel like. And some of this stuff actually is preparing these people for this deception where they can't decipher what is truth and what is error because they don't know how to tell the difference anymore. We need to be on guard. We need to watch and be ready for the time is coming when no man can buy or sell, save he who has the mark of the beast. We need to have the seal of God on us. And let me tell you, <laughs> I do not think that Jesus would be out there going door to door getting candy from strangers on Halloween. He would not promote that whatsoever. And that's why people ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a good question that we have to 
ask ourselves because frankly, he would rebuke everybody who took part in this thing. Now, some of these things in and of themselves aren't bad on any other day, such as bonfires. A bonfire can be a very nice thing to have on a fall crisp night, but doing it when you know it is celebration of the spirits on Halloween night because that's part of the custom of it, that makes it wrong. And like I said before, the black cat, that's superstitious. There's nothing wrong with having a black cat. The fact of the matter is these people are taking something that is good and, and making it something that is evil. But Halloween is a very dangerous holiday because it is in celebration of the dead and it will make people more accepting of the fact when their dead relatives actually do show up. Only it's not their dead relatives, it's demons in disguise. And then they won't know and they'll just listen to the demons telling them that Sunday is the right day to worship, that you do go to heaven when you die and any other lie that they come up with. This is all part of his grand plan to make people susceptible to these delusions that he wants them to accept. It's why it's so dangerous to get involved in anything that has to do with spiritualism. We need to stay far, far, far away from anything to do with the occult world. And I will be talking about other holidays as well, but today I wanted to focus on Halloween because I know that this holiday is coming up and people are preparing for it. Do not waste your money on buying things for this day. We need to use our money in a better way. We can use that money for workers out there in the field to bring souls to Christ. Missionaries need it. There are poor people who need the food. There are so many better ways that we could invest and spend our time on by giving back to the poor, by giving clothes and food and any number of things. But we do not need to spend our time on this holiday that shouldn't even be a holiday. And we need to remember what the Bible says about celebrating holidays as well. In Jeremiah 10, 2 through 3, it says, Learn not the way of the heathen, for the customs of the people are vain. And in Deuteronomy 18, 2, Thou shalt not learn to do after the abominations of those nations. And Ephesians 5, 11 declares, And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. So we need to reprove these people who are celebrating Halloween. And we need not follow in these examples and any other holiday that is rooted in paganism as well. And I will be getting into those holidays as they come along, the history of them and why we shouldn't be celebrating them. And if you do celebrate a holiday, which ones to celebrate and how to celebrate them properly. But the fact of the matter is people just spend way too much money on these holidays and spend too much time on them. And it's a way for people to be distracted about what's really going on in the world around them, that signs are being fulfilled, that things are taking place and that a lot of things are going around them and they just don't realize because they're so focused on their life and their parties and everything else that is happening and going on. This is one of the reasons why we need to watch and be ready because there's just so much going on around us that sometimes it can be easy to get lost in the shuffle of everyday life. But we need to preserve and to continue on to the goal that is set before us. And when we have stood up for what is right and what is true, not fearing what people say or what people do to us, because we know the reward that is waiting for us. And that reward is being with our Savior throughout eternity. And that is an amazing thought to think about. We have so much to 
look forward to. This is why we need to tell people of the dangers of Halloween because many people don't know how it started. People think it's just a day to go get dressed, have fun, and get candy and any other thing that they have on that night and go to haunted houses, which is not good to do at all because you're walking on Satan's territory. Do not walk on the enchanted ground because it'll make it easier for Satan to disrupt your life, to enter in. It's an avenue for which he can then enter your home and then little by little you can be dragged away and pretty soon before you realize it you're in the world and that is a scary thought indeed. Halloween has been celebrated for centuries and everybody can look online and see for themselves that this holiday has very very deep pagan roots and you can read it for yourself on the internet. It probably goes back even further than druid times but the druids are the ones that started it as far as we know. There's nothing new under the sun we're told so if these practices were kept even before the druids thought of it it was probably done in a different way and we just don't know it but we need to remember that Jesus died for us and that we do not have to be held by these standards that we can tell people and open them up to the truth remember that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord Romans 6 23 and he can save us from this world we must always remember that God is for us and if God be for us who can stand against us so if you are entranced in celebrating this day pray to the Lord and he will lead you out continually strengthen yourself with prayer and with going to the Lord because he is the only one who can get you out of the darkness not by might not by power but through the strength of the Lord we can overcome the devil God is the one that is stronger not Satan Satan would have you believe that it is too late for you but it's not you can repent and be baptized and start again the Lord will give you a new heart and yes it might be difficult yes there might be trials there might be some scary things that might happen to try to scare you back into the occult world but do not lose faith because God can send every angel out of heaven to keep you out of temptation he is willing to do that and we have these precious promises in the Bible that says that Christ will strengthen us and through those darkest hours we have nothing to fear because God is with us and standing right there beside us protecting us we must put on the armor of light and stand against the darkness because only light has the power of breaking through darkness darkness seems pretty powerful when all you see around you is darkness but once you turn on a light all that darkness fades away and you're left with seeing what is actually around you and this is why we need to lift the veil off of people's eyes so that they can really see what is going on behind the scenes of these holidays what's actually the meaning of them why it is important not to keep them and why it matters so much what we tell other people about them because then their eyes can be open and they can see that is why I really like the story in the Old Testament about Elisha he prayed that his servants eyes might be open and his servants eyes spiritual eyes became open and he saw the army of the Lord encamped all around ready to fight for them these chariots of fire and it's just this amazing sight this amazing story that is told in fact I want to read it to you so that I get it exactly right it's in 2nd Kings 6 verses 16 and 17 and he said fear not for they that be with us are more than they that be with them and Elisha prayed and said Lord I pray thee open his eyes 
eyes that he may see and the lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about elisha i mean you can read the full story for yourself in second kings chapter six but that is so amazing we have this army at our disposal we have nothing to fear for there is more with us than there is on the devil's side remember he only got one third of the angels the lord has two thirds so twice as many we do not need to fear what is to come we just have to cling on to the savior onto the rock of ages cleft for me so that we are safe in the arms of our savior and we have nothing to fear for what is to come because we know that in the end it's worth it we have fought the good fight of faith and have finished the race and that is what's important besides the fact of telling others what is to come as well once we learn something we need to share it because we cannot hold the candle to ourselves we cannot hide it under a bushel the bible says this very thing to not hide our light under a bushel we need to let it shine and let the whole city see it this is so important share it tell it to others that these holidays are not good and that we as christians should not be keeping them i know some of this might seem a bit repetitive but i just really want to get this point across to you so forgive me if some of it was a bit repetitive but just know that this is a very serious thing and it, it is scary to think about but that day is when the devil definitely roams around and his demons that day is, he thrives because everybody whether they realize it or not is worshiping him because that day is especially geared toward worshiping him whether people realize it or not when you worship the dead when you honor the dead you're worshiping satan and with that i want to sing this song it doesn't really have anything to do with halloween but it does have something to do with letting our light shine in this dark world and to share it with others so it's called rightly beams our father's mercy and it is a beautiful song so with that here it goes rightly beams our father's mercy from his lighthouse evermore but to us he gives the keeping of the lights along the shore let the lower lights be burning send a gleam across the wave some poor fainting struggling seamen you may rescue you may save dark the night of sin has settled loud the angry billows roar eager eyes are watching longing for the lights along the shore let the lower lights be burning send a gleam across the wave some poor fainting struggling seamen you may rescue you may save trim your feeble lamp my brother some poor sailor tempest tossed trying now to make the harbor in the darkness may be lost let the lower lights be burning send a gleam across the wave some poor fainting struggling seamen you may rescue you may save 
and I do want to rescue people. I want them to be saved. I want us all to be in heaven so that we can talk of his love and his goodness and talk of the things that he has done for us. And that will be a blessed day indeed. Now, remember what it says in Matthew 5, 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And with all of this being said, let your light so shine so that you are a star witness for the Lord.